when I hear this, this this is it just puts me in that mood. It's almost like like uh you know like the national anthem comes on. Yeah. Or we're like oh here we go. You know what I mean? It's like that music like, that my that, like UFC intro music. That's what it's, it's like your for me. Music. Yeah. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. I am so happy today because I have an in-studio guest. And that in-studio energy is just, I, I love, I mean, there's a, I love all my guests, but in-studio makes it so much better because they're right here. And this guest I'm bringing on right now, honestly, I, I remember seeing her, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I remember at a comedy club, I said, hey, we have a showcase, BT, a guest that coming on, it's cool. Okay, yeah, it's cool. And, you know, she went on, and I was like, holy shit, this person's fucking funny. <laughs> and I've been a fan of hers since. And you know what's cool is that when fans always got along, never hit on you, respected you, which is weird, <laughs> which is weird, never hit on you, never always treated you with respect, and funny as shit. And then yesterday when I saw you come up the steps, and I was like, I know her, and I was like, oh, shit. It's Mary, and man, I don't know why, but I just had this, this feeling in my heart like I've seen the, the, my best friend in, in ages, and that's what it's like seeing yeah. you. So, Mary Santora, my Hi. guest on Tales from Jim. How you doing, Hi, Mary? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I, when I came up, I saw uh, you tagged on Instagram that yeah. we were going to be at Helium, yeah. and you were upstairs, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, and I came, and I was so yeah. excited that I was like, I, don't, I think it's probably been, I would say, at least probably eight years. I think 2014 was the last time I was in... I was at Morty's, right? We, I met you. And oh, no, Toledo Funny Bone. Toledo, Toledo yeah. Funny Bone, you went up, and I just remember you doing this bit about a drunk girl, and it wasn't too from, from the truth at that time. It wasn't too far oh, from no. the truth. Oh, no, yeah, I was a mess. Yeah, yeah, you were, but, it, but you were, as uh, Vanity <laughs> said, such a pretty mess, and it was great <laughs> watching you do that, and I was just a fan ever since. And then the social media got, uh, got more prevalent, followed you on Instagram, and I just, and I followed your life. I mean, seriously, like never intruding, like never, you know, like, you know, uh, direct message or whatever, but I just loved your, the, the trajectory of your life, and now you have, what, the number one album on, on is it uh, Spotify? It was, uh, my album debuted at number one on iTunes, number one on Amazon, and number five on Billboard, which Hill, was like the big one. Hillbilly Bougie? Hillbilly Bougie, yes. Oh, you gotta love that <laughs> shit. Right. Hill, I, I love, okay, I love that. I, I go, fuck, that's my kind of girl. Hillbilly mm-hmm. Bougie. Kind of girl you, you can go out, kind of girl you can go out with, man, just fucking do it in the truck, and she can help you fix <laughs> it, help you fix the truck too. Fucking yeah, love that shit, sure. you know? Hook yeah. up in the back of the cab, mm-hmm. and then, hey, baby, gotta fix this carburetor. I got gotcha. you. Don't worry put, about it. Put your Head in a, you put your hair in a ponytail. Up. I got the ponytail going on right now. Why do you think I don't wear makeup? It's because I'm like, I know I'm going to have to fix somebody's car. Or <laughs> you got dirty, do you have dirty fingernails? Mm-hmm. You have dirty fingernails? I think that's hot. Honestly, one of the things that was like a point of pride for me when I quit drinking is that I was like, would my nails would not be broken and dirty because I could actually keep them together. What am I? So I've been sober uh, going on three years. Congratulations, by you. the way. That is so hard. One of my favorite things to do when I was drunk was race people, like out in the street. Like if, like when I got into a fight with someone at a bar because I was very mouthy. No, I would you. Never, I know, right? No. <laughs> a little bit of an attitude. Um, I would never be like, let's take this outside and fight. I'd be like, let's take this outside and race. And I'm not even that fast. Like that's the thing. So I would want to, to race strangers, and I fell down a lot, you know. So I'd be <laughs> busted nails and broken knees and all kinds of stuff. But when I when I got sober, like actually being able to have cute nails was something that was like a big deal for me. So I stopped falling down. I always looked like a toddler, like bloody palms and all my jeans had holes in them, but I didn't buy them that way, you know? Did, 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 you, ever win a, did you ever win a race? Did you ever win? No. I'm, like I said, I'm not fast. So you would just take a single race and you would I lose. Think, I don't know if what my drunk mind thought I was super fast or if it's just like a way to de-escalate the situation. It's like, yeah, let's take this outside. And then you're like, all right, on your marks, get set, go. And then you take off and they're like, I thought we were fighting. Like, what is this? But yeah. I never you heard of that race. shit ever before. And whoever races wins. Whoever wins the race wins. Did you, ever get, you ever get a big crowd to come and watch you race? No, a couple times. The one time I was super, super drunk and... um. I remembered racing a, a girl outside of a bar, and I remembered falling down, but I don't really remember like getting home or anything like that. And I woke up on my couch the next day, and my boyfriend at the time, he looked at me, he's like, why are your knees bloody? Like, your knees are bloody, your hands are bloody. What's going on? And I was like, oh, you're about to marry a victor. <laughs> That's like, I was so proud because I had won that race, but apparently tripped over myself at some point. But uh, it was definitely a point of pride for me. <laughs> How did you get home? How did you get home? I have no idea. 
Really? I, I either Ubered or he came and picked me up or somebody dropped me off or something. But that's crazy to yeah. me. Wow, you were the, you were that wow. I was a drunk man. I was a drunk for a long time, like a a just problematic. Everything you think that a girl, a drunk girl is, was me, you know. How'd you, now, uh, what were you, were you escaping something? You were just like having a good time with life and, and, and net and exacerbated the process? So I thought I was just a partier. I was in my 20s. Right, so of like, course. Oh my God, I'm just like having fun. I just love shots. You know what <laughs> I mean? But then like, it's so funny because then when I, once I got sober and I started going to therapy, I was like, oh, I've been, I've been definitely covering some things up, you know? What were you recovering? Well, you like, I had a real shitty childhood, and then, like, I've had bad relationships in the past and things like that, and it's, uh, it was funny because I drive a lot for comedy all over the Midwest. Uh, yeah. I mean, so you're sitting in your car for seven hours at a time. You yeah. can only listen to so much radio or podcasts, and I'd be driving after I got sober and just, like, think of something and start crying, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not over that yet, apparently. <laughs> like, I haven't worked through those issues, so um, I was definitely masking some things that I didn't even think were problems, if that makes sense. C can, you know? you, can you talk about or are you comfortable talking about that? No, I mean like 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 shit from my childhood or like like my parents, um my mom was a hoarder. I grew up in a hoarder house. Oh. Like, yeah, like you see on TV with like, people with like their treasures I can't even and watch stuff that like that. Shit, yeah. Dude, it's like my, I feel like my family members have gone one way or the other where they're like obsessed with watching it. Right. Where I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. Like I don't want to <laughs> watch that. I don't want to relive this in any type of way. Yeah. Um but so like little things I guess that's not a little thing, but things like that that I'm like, oh that was 30 years ago, right. I'm over it. And then I would just be in my car and be like, I guess I'm not over it. Like, that's <laughs> wild. That, whoa. You know, so. How bad did it get with your mom being a hoarder? How bad did it get? It was bad. It was pretty bad. Like, we had, we had you know, people have, like, a junk drawer in their house, right? right where all this yeah. random shit. Um, we had a junk room. Like, where I mean, like, floor to ceiling, wall to wall, maybe two feet between junk, trash, whatever. Whatever she picked out of the garbage in the ceiling. And uh, yeah, we had a whole room upstairs that was like that. Did, so. she, ever, did she ever get rid of that? I mean, no. she ever? She just stays that way. It was oh, oh well, now she has storage units. Are you like serious? She took all of her stuff and she pays for like storage units every month. Yeah. So I think it's something like uh, it's actually I've done like a lot of research on it, and people who hoard are actually usually like perfectionists who have OCD. That it it seems the opposite, but it's like these are their things, and they they think that they're in a specific place, and you know. Obsessive compulsive disorder is you have an obsession and doing the compulsion relieves the obsession. So the obsession that they have is collecting things or thinking that they're going to give them away to charity or to a church or they're going to fix them. That's their obsession. And then collecting the things is the compulsion. Does that make sense? Oh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, because every, everybody's thing is different. That's why I said it, because everybody's thing is different. And if that makes sense, then yeah, I mean, to them or, or how, it, how you... However it works in their brain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, because... You can't, everybody's thing, no matter how, uh, like, why they're a hoarder or why they do this or that, whatever, it just makes sense for, for them. For yeah. that, because everybody's thing is different. Because mm -hmm. everybody's an individual. That's why it's different. Right, right. And that's why, I, but, but okay, but no disrespect. No, but, no, no, but, but did it smell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right as I went to go take a drink. Yeah. Of course it smelled. We had like 32 cats. We oh. Had, oh, yeah, dude. It, and Were it, you the stinky girl in school? I hope not, but probably. You know what I mean? Like, uh, nobody ever said anything to me or teased me. I was pretty popular. I had a lot of friends, and I, I was, like, a cheerleader. And I you? I know, right? Could you tell? I um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so nobody ever teased me about it or said anything, but I know that I was very liberal with the body spray. Um, <laughs> specifically, Victoria's Secret Love Spell was, like, my shit. Like, I would put, like, five sprays all over myself before I would go into school. So I'm sure that I just smelled like... Like Victoria's Secret coated cat pee. <laughs> like, you know, Victoria's fine. Secret cat piss. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so that was your ex. That was your ex body yes, spray, basically. Yes, yes, yeah. Love spell, but also a little bit of urine, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you were cognizant of it. I, I did. I didn't. I was so nervous about being the smelly kid. And that's something I've taken into like my adult life is that I'm always putting on deodorant. I always, m usually always have perfume on. I mean, like, even if I don't take a shower, I make sure I don't stink. Because I'm so worried about smelling bad. I'm the exact opposite. Like I'm. You just smell like shit everywhere oh, you go. <laughs> you 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 said shit. I said. But my thing is, I'm, I'm trying to get away from deodorant. Like I I try not to wear deodorant. Why? I'm just not. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to do everything natural. You know. Okay. So I try to do as least deodorant as possible. I don't like to wear deodorant at all. And uh, a Are lot. Are you a smelly person though? No. See, uh, yeah. but 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 today, but I mean, I rode my bicycle. You know, I got my uh, hour and a half in on the bike, almost two hours in on the bike today, outside, and 
And, and so I said, ah, I'm probably not going to take a shower back. Ah, come in, I'll see Mary. And I know I'll give her a hug. And I don't want her to go, ah, he stinks. So I took a shower. Just, <laughs> it had, it had Tiger Bomb, uh, Tiger Bomb uh, you know, which is the, the modern day Ben Gay. Yeah. I had that on. I go, I don't want to smell like the Tiger Bomb to you. So I took a shower for you. But other oh, than that, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I did not take a shower for you. But, but, <laughs> but did you smell my truck, though, last night? Did you smell my it truck? It didn't stink, I don't think. You don't think so? Uh-uh. My truck smells. I mean, 420,000 miles, you can smell every 420,000 miles. Oh, yeah. In that truck. You've been like blowing your nose in Receipts and shit. I didn't like, say that. I didn't say shit like that. It's just, it smells like a truck that's 420,000 miles. Yeah, it just smells old. It's like, it smells like, like a grandpa. Oil. It smells yeah. like a grandpa. That's what it smells oh my God, like. God, speaking of a grandpa. <laughs> listen to this. So I was at breakfast today, right? Right before joke. I came here, I was yeah. having breakfast just up the street uh-huh. and I'm eating alone, just kind of, you know, having some coffee and whatever, whatever. And then, like, these two guys come in and they sit next to me. And that's fine. They're like having a business meeting. There's like an older dude. Um, he's probably in his, I would say, like late 60s. Mm-hmm. And then there's a younger guy who's probably like late 20s. Okay? okay. And you can tell that the younger guy is working for the older guy because he's like kind of reporting to him. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, so I called so-and-so and yada, yada, right? And they're going over their business meeting. And at first I was like, God, that's got to suck. Like yes. having that type of nine to five where you just have to like report to a boss about the people that you called yeah. the day before. I'm like, oh, like that's, yeah. that's, that's got to be so soul sucking. Yes. And like, so yes. I felt bad for them. And then I started to laugh because I was like, man, my business meetings are like, so I'm working on this new bit about shitting my pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a silly job that we have being stand up comedians, you know? And so, like, that was making me laugh. And so I'm just kind of, like, eavesdropping on their conversation, which I do a lot. I'm right. not even going to lie. I love it. So part of being alone on the road, I yes. feel like you just are observing. Yes. Yeah, we observe more better than – we could be cops. Because, yeah. Because we observe people like, this person's up to no good. Or not even that. They'd be like, oh, what, what happened at the – you'd be like, oh, the guy in the blue hat, he did this, this, and this in this order, and then he left at 1134. Because you've got yes. nothing else going yes. on. Yes, and we could tell. We could tell. We could tell creepers. You can tell creepers. Yes. You can tell, like, this guy, mm, I bet, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, something's weird about this. One. Yeah, if you look at his browser history, it's not going to be right. good. It's well, not gonna and be just good. the amount that we interact with human beings, yes. like on stage or like I said, observing yes. or whatever it is, it's a very in tune type of thing. So these two are going back and forth, and there's clearly like a power thing there. And <laughs> I don't know why, dude, this made me laugh so hard, and I've been laughing about it since. What the boss ordered for lunch was blueberry pancakes okay. and a cup of tomato basil soup. And he was dipping the pancakes. In the soup, and I, oh. dude. I know I cannot stop laughing about that because I don't know why. To me, the first thing I thought I was like, "This is a power move. <laughs> this is a power move." Because he brought like his secretary or his assistant out to lunch, and he's like, "You're gonna watch me do my pancakes and soup." And I, dude, I don't. I know it's not. Did you as laugh funny. in front of him? Did you laugh in front of I him? I did. I was laughing so hard, but I was like trying to make it look like I was laughing at my phone. You know what I mean? And I videoed it on it's on my Instagram at Mary Santoro Comedy. Oh, it's you like, gotta post it. You gotta post I it. I did. I did. did you? Well, it's um, it's a zoom in on his soup and pancakes. <laughs> I think what makes me laugh so hard is that it's just such an I don't give a fuck move. Where it's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Like, this is what I want and who I am. And take notes, Greg. Because this is what you can get one day if you work hard enough. (laughs) I was dying. Because I'm thinking thinking of this, like, younger dude going back to the office and having, like, a weird face. And so I'd be like, dude, Greg, what's going on? And he'd be like, man, Richard dipped his pancakes in soup again. (laughs) Just that thought of him being, like, preoccupied. Because I'm preoccupied by it. Where I'm like, I can't imagine. I don't even know how I would react if somebody if somebody did that. You're at a business lunch and they dip and pancakes. your boss your starts blueberry dipping pancakes. blueberry pancakes in tomato, tomato basil, basil soup. soup. <laughs> Those two don't even go together. What would you do? But he's your boss. It's not like you can say anything. Yeah, I think you could. It could be your last day at work. You know, yeah, you'd be that's like, what you know I mean. what? That's disgusting, and I quit this company. <laughs> like, I don't even want to end up like you one day. That's why I was like, this has to be a power. I don't want to be you. It has to be a power move, right? Be you. Well, I mean, everybody grows up different, and maybe that's how he grew up. I mean, honestly, pancakes and soup. Pancakes and soup. Maybe it's all they had. Maybe it's all they had. Maybe like pancakes. That's how I grew up. Nobody grows up with pancakes and soup. Maybe he had two different types of parents. Like one was really poor, and all they had was soup, and other pancakes that were like really kind of bougie. Oh, he like yeah, he like handmade the pancakes every day. If you're fresh blueberries. If your mom made you pancakes, one thing she either wasn't employed. Because she was like a, 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 a homemade mom, like you yeah. know, house mom. Like, pancakes is a weekend kind of breakfast. Oh, he's putting it up here. Yeah, wait for it. Wait for it. P- pancakes are a weekend breakfast. Come on, there what? it is. Oh, that's <laughs> look, at it. Him, look at him going. Yeah. <laughs> he's in his pancakes and soup. And oh. I'm like, dude, this is the 
most insane. And I was, here's the nice, and that's me talking about how, how hard it made me laugh. The next three stories are me walking here, still laughing about back to it. work, and they're like, Greg, what's wrong? You look weird. He's like, man, fucking Richard ordered soup with his pancakes again. Because every time, <laughs> it throws me off. <laughs> oh, I'm literally crying. That's the funniest thing. That is the funniest thing I've seen in two months. I'm dying. I don't know why, dude. I don't know if it just hit me perfectly or if I had just enough coffee to be like, this is insane. Like, this is an insane thing to do. I love that. As a boss. I think that's great. Because you might want to approach, I guess, depending on your relationship with your boss. If you're close with your boss, you can be like, huh, pancakes and, pancakes and soup, huh? I, I, I don't know that, though. I don't know that life. I don't know about, like, to have a dinner with your boss. Like, who is my boss? I mean, I don't we have don't that. Have bosses, we don't have yeah. Well, you do, because you, you do well, a radio do show radio. in do, Cleveland. Yeah, it's called the Alan Cox Show. We're on afternoons. Um, you can get it anywhere for 100. free. 100.7. Yeah. 100.7. In a, oh, my. Did you just shrink? Shrink down. <laughs> I start promoting my other radio show. Like, eh. Yeah, as, as it sure does. It listens. Right. Okay, there we go. 100.7 in uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Alan Cox show. And so, <laughs> yeah, so you have a boss, kind of. So you got, you might see that. But me, I have no boss. But, like, we do this kind of work. You know, right. we're kind of riffing every day. So if, if he were to order that, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah we, we, we say that, though. We can say that. We can go, man, what the fuck are you? Right. Are you fucking weird? Where did this start? Yeah. Where, I have so many questions. Who hurt you? Right. <laughs> what is this? And you know what? It could I could be looking way further into it than it actually is. It could just be the, that's how he felt like soup that That's day. how he gets down. That's right. how he, Everybody's different, though. Everybody's different. I mean, okay. So Sweet and savory. Okay. Well, I, I like my uh, hash brown soft and fluffy. I guess. But Matter of fact, I, I ordered that here one time. You didn't get hash browns on your ice cream. Okay, but maybe I like some weird shit like that too, uh, eating wise. I mean, I like soft and fluffy. And I said that, I said that to the, my waiter at a Denny's here, and he bought the cookout, and he goes, I never heard no shit like that, bro. Like he, the cook came out mm-hmm. and, and came to my table and go, I ain't never heard no shit like that, bro. Yeah. Soft and fluffy, bro. Like, what I, does that mean? I like them. So, I like, you know, hash browns, you get them at Denny's and they're kind of, you know, crisp. I like that. I like them soft and fluffy. Okay, don't overdo it. Yeah, don't be like nice, nice and soft and fluffy. And yeah. and for some reason, it threw them for a loop. Because I think everybody lives in a life hack. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that most of America, that's why comic, that's why we need comics, because comics live a little bit outside the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, we think a little different, whatever. But I think most everybody lives in that life hack where everything's da 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 da. Yeah. Everything's black and white. And so it's like when something comes a little different, they go, that's weird. You're weird. Like, not really. That's just how we get down. So when I said soft and fluffy, like, what? I never heard no goddamn thing like that. Okay, but that's different. Not wanting your hash browns crispy and dipping blueberry pancakes into tomato soup. I will give you that. Like one. it's grilled cheese. I, I, I will give you that one. I will give you that one. Okay. Okay. What about pine? What about pineapples on pizza? I love pineapple on pizza. Again, that's why I said sweet You're and weird. savory. You're weird. That I was that's like, weird. have you ever had like a barbecue chicken pizza with pineapple, barbecue sauce, chicken, jalapenos, pineapple? Change oh your my life. God. Change your life. But, well, I, I I can't really eat shit like that anymore. I'm getting fat, so I don't eat shit like that anymore. Dude, you're like a solid muscle. No, everywhere. It's, it's like a lot of bloop bloop right here. That's a lot fine. of bloop bloop. So no, what? no, it's not. You know what I did today? I just got done counting macros and doing this strict diet and working out for like eight weeks. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I would rather have a belly button that looks like a frowny face and eat French fries. <laughs> I really I'm so tired of it. Like I'm just No, not you look gonna, good. I'm just not gonna have abs. You look I'm I, I saw your picture, uh, the one where you know you lost weight and everything. Yeah. And I was like Good. I mean, you look great. I, you're just your transformation in life. Like I said, I followed you. It's weird. Like I, I what are they call it? Because you, you hit me to some a term last last night. Gaslighting. I, I'm, a, I'm a dork. I don't know anything. <laughs> like, no, this is no. The greatest thing why is show how much of a dork I am. Like I was telling, I go, yeah, I never smoked marijuana. You go, you know how we know you never had? Because you said marijuana. I said, I don't smoke and you're marijuana. Black. Does I said marijuana. marijuana. <laughs> what black dude said smoke marijuana? What? I, really, seriously, instead of going weed, I go marijuana. I've never smoked marijuana. That's how you know I'm a dork. I've never smoked I marijuana. Just See you walking up to a, a group of younger kids and be like, "You guys have any grass? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any marijuana? Hey, <laughs> that a pot? <laughs> you guys want to take a pot? <laughs> Smoke one of those bowls you guys have been talking about. <laughs> you young kids are talking about that bowl. <clears throat> hmm? You know what? I went to when I was in Vegas. I said I'm sick of being a dork, and I and I and two weeks before I went to Vegas, I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do a gummy. Mm-hmm. I heard about the, no edible. I'm gonna do an edible. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so sick of that shit. I went and I had edible, and it was a pineapple edible, and I had half of one. 
And the dude goes, all right, you know, just take half one if you're first time, whatever. And I said, okay. And I didn't feel anything, so I took like three. And so, and so I was on the, like the 34th floor of the Boy. MGM. And so I locked myself in. Yes. Because I, I, I thought like I was going to end up like, a, you know, on Friday when Smokey thought like, you know, like uh, Julio or Hector, yeah. you know, so I thought I was going to start doing shit like this. Yeah. So I got scared. And so like I was at. that crack? I was at my, de- I, don't, I didn't know because I never, I never, I've never done anything like that before. Right. So I was, so I was at my desk in my room and I thought. I thought my elbow went like this, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to go like that. And I thought it went, and so I got scared, and I went and I got in the bed, and I curled up like this, and that was the end of the night. That night. Yeah, and that's all that happened. You probably woke up high the next day. No, you I didn't. I three. woke up like, wow, that was that was nothing. I, I did. I woke oh up like God. that was nothing. I mean, honestly, that is my experience with drugs. So it's like you I'm said a dork like nothing, that. But your elbow sent you into frenzy that you had to go to bed. Well, because I was scared. I mean, I didn't want to jump out there. I thought I was going to jump out the window. I mean, that's why I thought Las Vegas windows don't open. Well, I, I know, but I thought I was gonna run and jump out. I, I, oh, I, like break! Through yeah, the that's glass what I thought. Yeah, Superman. Well, that, that's my that's my my mental. Cause I grew up like that. My dad was like, hey, "Boy, don't do the dope." He called uh, marijuana dope. Mm-hmm. Don't do dope, boy. Don't do dope. And I was like, I want to go to the Olympics and wrestling. So I thought I'd be you know nice and pure, not like mm-hmm. Lake Minnetonka pure like Prince, but like just want to be like my body pure, like I mm-hmm. you know. And so I looked at that as bad, and and some it just kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Like and I, but I trust me, I know the, the benefits of marijuana or weed, as the kids say, weed. Everyone. Yeah, so okay. so I've never kind of went there. So I was like, hmm. And so I still kind of think of it that way. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. And so, yeah. So I was just like, I thought if I take it, I'm going to go run and, and jump through the window. And yeah, they, and they it find, doesn't do that. And they find an edible <laughs> on me. Oh, my God, he had two edibles. This guy was on the... He was know. eating gummy bears. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Pineapple gummies, and that's why, he, you know, and that's why he plunged <laughs> to his death, you know? Yeah, right. So, yeah, so that's why I don't do that. Yeah, I know. It's bad, but that's just me, though. Hey, man, you do what it, do whatever works for you. I was I was heavy into weed when I first quit drinking. Um, I was eating edibles or smoking weed pretty much, I don't know, I'd say a couple times a week. Yeah, th- this guy gives a thumbs up. Like, Hell yeah, weed. <laughs> All right, edibles. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I told you this is the greatest location. Oh, yeah. yeah the greatest people is the greatest location. That's awesome. I swear. Um, but... That kind of tapered off because it was just I was just uncomfortable being in public without being in an altered state at all. You know what I mean? Because I was so used to being drunk all the time that I was like, okay, well, if I'm high, then it'll be different. And then the more comfortable I got just being who I am, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need anything. I'm cool to just have a water or Diet Coke or something. Are you cool with just life, being with life? Yeah, it's been a ride. I'm getting there. It's tough, man. It's like unlearning all the shit that you've been doing for 30 years. You know what I mean? Unlearning stuff that has been... Just, who you are. Just, I mean, kind of cram down your, your being. Yeah. That's why you kind of understand why there's things in life that the way the world is working or the way, United, you know, like to unchange what has been going on, like, you know, like every movement, like you look at civil rights and Black Lives Matter and Me Too and all that stuff. It's like to unlearn that after yeah. it's been, that system has been in place since like forever. Yeah. It's going to take it's slow. It's going to take at least at least 200 years maybe. If if we if we re- if like from here on out everything was changing and and everything tried they tried to make it equal ever, it's going to take at least 200 years to get that t- the thinking changed. Yeah. That, I mean, it's it's insane. So to try to unlearn, that's why individually it's better individually. But it's, it's still, still hard. really hard. It's, it's still, still really really hard. What's like, the hardest part for you? Um, one of the things that I've learned in therapy is that I have pretty severe perfectionism where it's like not like the cute like, oh my God, my closet's organized and you know, all my things match. And it's not that. It's like nothing's ever good enough and you can't ever be happy with the project. And if I accomplish a goal, I don't I don't feel proud about the goal. I just am like, okay, what's the next goal? And it's so I it's good though. That's good. It's good to be driven, but not to the point where it's detrimental. Well, you're kind of so, like a female Michael Jordan in a way. Well, yeah, but it's also really unhealthy. And that's what I've, like, I've talked to my therapist about this where I'm like, I don't understand what the problem is. Like, <laughs> because I have had any minute amount of success is because I am like this. I've never used the word minute ever in a sentence, I don't think. It's spelled the same as minute. You, man, I'm getting <laughs> learned here. I'm getting learned so we here. Had two. We had minute and then... Um, what was the other one? Uh, uh, what was the other one? Retain. That retain. was before we started recording. Retain in my not re- Retain this information. Thanks, Wyatt. Thanks, Wyatt, Wyatt. But yeah, any small amount of success that I've had has been because of this, what I thought was drive. And he's like, well, you can be driven and still not put so much pressure on yourself that it's not fun anymore. So the the um, the phrase that he told me to implore is, um, don't let the pressure outweigh the pleasure. Oh, I love that. So that's something I have to remind myself of a lot. Like, is I have one of the coolest jobs, if not the coolest job in the world. 
Like, I need to have fun and realize that not everything has to be exactly how it has to be. Every minute of every set has to be that. Just have fun, and it'll go how it's supposed to go. You You know know what? I'm so glad you said it, because sometimes, yeah, sometimes I forget to have fun. It's such a fun Sometimes I forget, but I forget to have fun. Like, I don't know about you, but if I have, like, if I, I'm trying to get to, like, especially last night. I just want to get to the new stuff because you know what works. Yeah. So I just want to get to the new stuff and I want to see how that works. All I want to do is get the new stuff. And it's like, and if you don't get to the new stuff, it's like, God damn, like there was like a whole section that I fucking forgot and I was working and I was like, out of stage, like, ah, like, you know, you, when you get out of the truck and I was driving home, I go, fuck. And I was so mad. Like, fuck, 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 all the way mm-hmm. home because I forgot that little new section that I wanted to, mm-hmm. to, to that I want to, you know, implore. I don't know if that word. But, That's but, great. Yeah, implore. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that I wanted to in, implore. So, that, the, the new section that I wanted to get and I was so pissed off that I didn't get it. You know what I mean? And, and so that's why I think, in a way, I get what you're saying. But in a way, it's kind of ha- it's good to have that, though. It's good, it, to, it's ha- good to have drive and it's good to be, to care about the content or if it's what you love stand-up comedy or whatever it might be it's good to care about the product that you're putting out and you want it to be a representation of you and that's totally fine but when it starts to become negative is when it's not okay when you're when you're for me it's always negative self-talk always talking down to myself always okay if say i did uh, a headlining set 45 minutes and 38 of it was awesome great applause breaks and then seven minutes were like kind of new or dodgy i focused so hard on On those seven seven minutes minutes. and it's an age-old tale where you could have 200 people laughing there's one person who isn't and that's the person that you think about right and that's what is detrimental when you obsess over that and you start to get like oh well i'm clearly not worth shit as a headliner because i couldn't get a full 45 of applause breaks or this or that or they were quiet during this one so what's wrong with the beats of this instead of being like you had 38 great minutes and you're doing what you love and you made 300 bucks so why don't you just chill the fuck out and enjoy your life? You know, you know? what? I'm going to go. I know. I kind of like that, though, because you're going to if you focus on that seven, then you're going to make that seven as good as that other 38. Mm-hmm. So no, I agree. I'm kind of with you on. I'm, I'm kind of with it on that. So, I, I, how, OK, how did you know you you needed therapy? I mean, how did you know? Did somebody else tell you or how did you know that I need to get I need to get some help? So I've been in and out of therapy my whole life. I started going to therapy when my parents got divorced. So I was in it as a kid. And I don't really remember a lot of that. I just remember going like talking to a lady in an office. And then um, in college, I dropped out of pharmacy school. I broke up with my high school boyfriend and I didn't uh, make the cheerleading squad, which doesn't sound like such a big deal. But when you're when you're 20 and it's like all you've ever known, you know, you're like a little Bambi. Right. It was like the end of the world. So (laughs) in college, I went to therapy for like two years and uh, I remember how much it helped. But I had not been to therapy in probably 10 years. Okay. And so honestly, what the what the determining factor for me was, was when my father passed away. My dad died in January from COVID and yeah so it made this year has been so fucking miserable because it's like my anxiety got so bad to the point where like I didn't want to leave the house because my dad died from COVID this is before vaccines so my dad died from COVID if I leave the house I'm gonna get COVID and die or if I don't get COVID and die then I'm gonna relapse I'm gonna go out and drink at a bar because I'm so worried you know what I mean so yeah it's been it was a really really rough first couple months and then I decided to go back to therapy I um, got a medication and then so I've been going I was going every week for probably four or five months and then I've come down to like twice a month once a month depending um but i i cannot i'm such an advocate for therapy i think everybody should go everybody i don't care if you think that you're if you think that you don't need therapy you need it more than anybody else i definitely need therapy but i always think it's going to happen on stage i think it's my therapy sometimes i think that but i mean only to a point though so i think i do need to talk to somebody but i always go man i think i'd rather spend my money other places and hopefully i can work it out well that's what you think i think i know what i need therapy for though i I know oh you have like, like a specific thing uh, like things is, is, is that, yeah, I think, I think that I need to, uh, to address, uh, just, you know what? I, I had somebody, man, this is one time after a show, I had this girl break me down to the point. I was like, holy fuck. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. It was like, it was like, uh, I'm the oldest, it's just me and my brother. And one Christmas, it sounds like nothing, but one Christmas we were kids. We both got identical banks, these little banks, little piggy banks, but they were mm-hmm. like, it lo- they look like big bank. They were big square, like, like big vaults. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah. And my brother broke one of them, and my parents gave me the one he broke. And for some reason, that stayed with me that I was never good enough. And for some mm-hmm. reason, it, it just layered on top of layer on top. And I think that started everything. Yeah. And is he more successful than you? What does he do? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, 
he's a football coach and he's like he works for Pepsi or whatever. He works in a warehouse. Like, I think he runs a forklift. I don't even know what he does. I mean, he works in a warehouse and shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, but you know, he he lives a lifestyle that's good for him. It's, yeah. You know, so but it's not like I go, oh, my brother's a doctor. Which I, no, it's like mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm doing his life. But it's like, you know, there's like I just never. I guess that has compounded into like, am I ever good enough for? you know, for anybody or, or I shun love because I'm afraid of, then they're going to move to somebody else that I wasn't good enough. And so yeah. I think, you know, that, that has compounded over the years and now it's kind of unlearned that. And it's like, I know now, but I don't know how to unlearn. I don't know how to, 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 uh, to justify that or to, you know, to get over that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, should I, do I go to counseling or for this shit? Or I just live like, ah, fuck it. If it makes for better bits, mm-hmm. if it makes for uh, that little edge on stage or whatever, yeah. who knows? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So I'm thinking, maybe I do need count, but I'm like, is it going to cost me? You know what it's I mean? going to cost you. But honestly, yeah. one of the hardest things <laughs> ever, I think, is being, uh, I think of the word content as a very negative word. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like being content to me yeah. is uh, nothing, it's something that I never want to be. Because yes. when you're content is when you get lazy and it's yes. when you stop pushing and when you stop driving, when you stop accomplishing things. But there is this other half of content that has a lot of positivity to it where you can just be happy in the moment and you can enjoy your job and you can appreciate the things that you have. And there is a balance there. There's a balance between... Um, like one of the things that I love about stand-up comedy is that you can get as big as you want to get. As yes. big as you can work. Yes. You can get to Kevin Hart if you want to be that person. You just yeah. got to work your ass off and yes. figure out what your thing is. And like, there's no cap on it. I always tell know? people about comedy, there's no salary cap. There's That's nothing. the greatest thing about comedy. There's no salary mm-hmm. cap. You can do the same act. When we've seen it, you see, you see somebody say a year before they get big and they get paid maybe $800, okay? Mm-hmm. And the same act... A year later, they're getting paid maybe three hundred thousand mm-hmm. for the same act, the exact same. I mean, yeah. so there is no salary. I mean, there is no, there's no rhyme or reason to this goddamn no, business. Not at all. Well, and that's the other thing is that that is great because the goalposts are always moving. Yes. The things that you want to accomplish, where so it's like, okay, so you start off and you're hosting at clubs, right? Or even before that, open mics and showcases and whatever, and then you get to your MC spot and you're like, okay, now I can't wait to feature, and then you feature, and you're yes. like, fuck, I can't wait to headline. Yeah. Then you headline, and then you're like, all right, now I gotta start selling tickets, and then you start selling tickets, and then you start selling out, and then you start selling out weekends, and then you take door deals, and then you move to theaters, and then you move from, you know what I mean? Yes. So it like never stops. Yes. But at the same time, you want to be accomplishing that next goal, but also appreciating where you're at. And that's the hard part for me, is living in the moment and being like, this is fucking awesome. I love my life. My job is great. Even if it doesn't, even if it isn't great. I mean, we're talking last night about um, sets that are terrible or weekends that are shit or shows getting canceled because nobody knows who the fuck you are. So yes. they don't buy a ticket. And you're yeah. like, so it can be frustrating, but there is a balance between pushing forward. Again, don't let the pressure outweigh the pleasure. Still sit in your moments and love what you're doing and be appreciative of the things that you have. You know? that, I think that's so hard. It's very hard. It's hard for everybody, but especially, but you know, because we're comics, that's the hard part. Because like, I've asked, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, it'll be 10 years in February. Yeah, so I mean, I think you were at that point where it's like, Okay, you know, it's like you said, you do a show and you're all pumped up and you this and that. Okay, I got a, new, a couple of new jokes here and there, blah, 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 and you get there. It's like, all right, eight people. Okay, okay, uh-huh. fuck it, fuck right. it, fuck it. But, and, and it's something I read from Les Brown, one of my favorites, before the the, the, uh, uh, the inspirational books, whatever, before The mm-hmm. Secret. And also, I remember reading Les Brown. He was like, he had one of those things. He was supposed to speak to these people. He's all hyped up. And there was like 11 people there. He goes, are you serious? And the dude said... Hey man, we're the eleven who wanted to see you. So, do, Amen. And, and it said, you know, deal with circumstances just as you find them. And that and that helped me after that. So I looked at those eight people or whatever number. You know, they're there. Okay. Don't be mad at the people who showed up. Yeah. And so have a good time with them. Okay. Are they uh, are they getting the material? They're not. Fuck it. Go in and talk to them. And and then, but if you go both way and they're not getting it, then it's like, man, fuck this crap. I mean, right. you know what I mean? If, no, <laughs> right, seriously. Right. No, if you're trying to make serious. them laugh with material and they're not getting it, and then you're going kind of talk to them and not being mean, just kind of you know feeling them out, and they're kind of like this, then it's like, man, well, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? You're eight people. You don't want to be here, so fuck it. Watch up, bust my ass for you, motherfuckers. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, try new material. That don't work. You know what? Good night. Right. <laughs> I'll do eight minutes. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But yeah, finding that balance has been what I've struggled with a lot this year. I mean, I'm in a super healthy relationship. Love my boyfriend. He's got an awesome daughter. And we're kind of working on this like familial unit, you know, which is great. Yeah. Um, But it's always something that I, I don't want to say never wanted, but never saw for myself as a single person. Does that make sense? Yes. Trust me. So like as a single woman who is career driven, I never saw myself with a house and a kid and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now that I'm like in this great situation, I'm like, okay. 
this is awesome. Like, you can have both. You yeah. know, when everyone's like, oh, you can't have it all. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. You yes. Know? It, it, man, I know exactly. I have a, I live a room with a roommate, right? And she has a, she gets custody of her kid every now and then. And we went riding bicycles. It was me, her, and, and the kid were riding. And uh, it was a good time. And he, man, he ate shit. Like, he came on the God, sidewalk. So I love watching people fall down. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't. And you know, comics say that shit. Like, I really don't because, like, I was, I held that kid in my arms like two hours after he was born. Yeah. And I know I'll never have a fucking kid. So you know, that's my son, yeah. basically. That's, that's what I look at. Yeah. So and I was like, you know, you just see that shit coming. I go, oh, this is going to fucking. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker went on the sidewalk. <laughs> and it was one of those sidewalks that, like, it's new. So it was like this. The drop off was like here. It's like raised. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's no, like, grass. Like, it's no even grass. Like, mm-hmm. grass is like this. And he hit at the wrong angle. And motherfucker, that bam, like, where the like the, the, the handlebar turned yes. in. And he hit fucking, kaka, pow, pow, pow. And he was like, eh. And she had, you know, it's okay, buddy. And she was hugging it. And she goes, what you got to do is. And so his, it's like a BMX bike. So. I got on it, and I just and so he got on like the like the little the stunt little things on, on the front wheel, and he got on it like for me to bi- bicycle him home, but I didn't. But it just kind of touched me in a way, and we were on, went home, and he rode some more, and I thought, man, this is kind of fucking cool in it a way. It is kind of cool. And I was like, you you know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of fucking cool. like to have that kind of. Like a family is kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, right, you know? right, just, yeah. And because you because you kind of know about you, but I kind of shunned it for so long. Always. And, and then it's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like this is kind of nice. You yeah, know I mean? for sure. But then again, I, then I start thinking. Then I start, yeah, I don't know about you, but it's like a comic. I start thinking, ah, fuck that. And then you have to deal with in laws and fucking yeah, holidays. For and sure, dude. Who wants to go to a? Because I, I don't know about you. I just don't want to deal with fucking in laws and holidays. Like I said, I don't want to go through the life hack of like, why do we have to fucking go? To this we went house to three Thanksgivings. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to do shit like that. <laughs> I really too don't. Too much. I don't want to do shit like that. I mean, if they and if somebody I'm with knows me, then I won't have to go. Right. I mean, I mean, like, like, where's your man? He doesn't like you guys, and he, yeah. he he just wants to be by himself. I wish people could be more honest about that kind of stuff. Yes, and I'm I'm trying to work toward that, like not in a rude way, but like last night's a good example when we were all standing around in the parking garage, and I was like, "Can you take me home? I'm tired." Like I'm not being rude. I'm just like I'm ready to leave. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't think that that should be looked at. There's rude ways to do it, like ah, fucking let's go. Like you know what I mean. But like hey, I'm done with this situation. I'd, I'd like to leave now. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I was definitely <laughs> with it. I didn't hear you say that though. I have bad hearing, but I didn't hear you say that though. No. I just. I just think that that is a um, should be more accepted. That if people are like, "Hey, I don't really want to come to this." Yes, like, that's okay, what I'm saying. Don't come. We're all <laughs> we're know? all life hacks anyway, and I just think you know you're. At, I, don't, I think majority of people are at family gatherings. They really want to. They don't want to be there anyway right. because they don't like some of their relatives, even though they're related by blood. Mm-hmm. They don't fucking like it them. Like mean I don't like this goddamn cousin. She gets on my motherfucking nerves. Right. She'll hit me up for money. Right. So fuck her and fuck everybody here. But eh, it's good macaroni and cheese. So fuck it. I can. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, and, right, right. You, and you mentally think you're someplace else. Yeah. If you just honestly look, look, baby, you know me. And blah blah. blah you my heart have a good time and tell them wish them i said hello yeah and or even it. just pop in say hi grab a plate and like all right i'm done yeah. i'm out peace See yeah you walk out yeah. you know? <laughs> i don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you can it, I, I don't know man i respect honesty so it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, that's how you feel. Like, it sucks. I'd like to see you more, but whatever. You don't have to be here. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want anybody to do something they don't want to do, yeah. you know? Uh, I don't know. You think you want to have kids then? No. I know I don't want kids of my own. Um, why is that? Now, why is that? Well, my thing was, it's people laugh when I say this, but I'm like, I feel like it would take me out of the game for two years. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like Ali Wong and Amy Schumer and people definitely do perform when they're pregnant and, and that kind of stuff. But not you. But I don't, I don't know that that would be some traveling and all that kind of shit. And I've seen my sisters be pregnant. And and you're out for like two years. But you can come back like a motherfucker. You can with a new hour and all that kind of shit. Um, But it's that's why I'm kind of cool with uh, my boyfriend having a kid and maybe like looking at this, you know, stepmom role or whatever it might be as like they already have their own thing. They, yes. they already know how to be a unit. Yeah. So I can kind of just be like a bonus and like kind of come in and hang out and give love and, and yeah, like a free agent. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Like a Tom Brady you with your camera. You know what's so funny <laughs> is that I say that I was like I fell in love with a man and she came as a signing bonus. <laughs> That's what it is. Like for sure. It's so funny that you say that. Yeah. See, she's a signing bonus. Comic you know? the comic. We yeah. understand that shit. Because it is cool and it's things. It's like I'm learning things that I never learned about myself and I'm like wow I'm way more patient of 
different person than I thought that I was. But you then know it what comes, I mean? but like, comes with age, and age comes perspective. Yeah. So you probably couldn't have done that when you were in your twenties. No. You know, but now, like, uh, can I ask how old are you? Thirty-two. I just turned thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh my God, you're still young. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah you got plenty. Well, you know, we we think we do. We well, think we do. We, we, right? we never know. Yeah, knock on wood, we never know. But yeah, so it's cool though. But you're coming in like for that landing, and so like, okay, but then what do you want to accomplish in stand up though? What are your goals in stand up to accomplish? So Mike, I feel like my goals are always moving in stand up, and it's um, I'm in this weird in between zone where it's like I definitely feel like I have the chops to headline, and I am getting yeah. off nights, and I'm getting small headlining gigs here and there, but I'm not selling tickets, you know. So I, my goal, like I said, my goals are always moving, and for me, I've never wanted to be that big Kevin Hart, Amy Schumer. Like that's awesome to make that kind of money and to live so comfortably and have all those fans and like be able to reach so many people and have so many people relate to you. That's fantastic. But my pinnacle was always Brian Regan, where I'm like, the dude can go to any city, sell out a theater. And then walk two blocks across the street and, and have no, dinner and doesn't no get one bothered. Knows who, right. And be the nicest guy you ever want to yes. meet that is genuinely nice. Yes. Let me tell you something. He was here. He, uh, during, it was during the COVID stuff. And like he had a gig in Ohio that got canceled. And at the last minute, Helium booked him. And I thought, oh my God, it's gonna sell out. And I and I, oh my, I looked at my phone like, oh my God, Brian Rick is here. And I remember I was kind of like on a date, not really, but kind of. And I go, listen, I gotta go. And I went down to watch him. And like it wasn't sold out, and people really weren't paying attention. I was like, and he was getting his special, so he was getting his hour ready to do the last hour for Netflix. He was getting that ready, and they really weren't into it. It was this couple; they were kind of making out, and they had to end up kicking him out. And I go, I go, what the fuck is wrong? I go, what are you wrong, you people? I was so mad, but I was laughing. And and his girlfriend and his manager saw me, and they go, this dude is fucking enjoying it. Cause I was like, just fucking, I was like knee slapping, but it was Jay. I was like knee slapping, like this motherfucker. And after the show, they go, this was the guy we were telling about. This is the guy that was enjoying your show. And and I I don't know if Brian really remembers, but he acts like he does. Yeah. And so he bought me a shot, and we just talked. And I mean, he's just so genuine and nice. And yeah, I I hear what you say on that. that. Like you just, you have your fan base, and you know that pretty much any city you go to, you're gonna sell a couple hundred tickets, and it's gonna be great, or a thousand tickets, whatever it is. And then you can kind of just still live your life. Like, there's having that work-life balance where you're not being people taking pictures of you in the street, paparazzi, and, and you you're not always in the yeah. news, but you, you do what you love, you take care of the people you, you love, and you give back. Yeah, and you give back to other comics and stuff. Like, that's kind of always what I wanted, just to be successful enough to live comfortably but still have a life. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so, like... Um, uh, were you happy with Hillbilly Bougie? Were you happy with that? Oh, my God. That album is... It's my first album that I ever put out. And it has literally changed my life. And I don't know if it's just because I've never had... I've never had an album before. I've never right. gotten royalties. And when I, I sold... Um, the first 500 of them. And I, when I got the check from like the album recording, the first round of pre-sales, like all that kind of stuff, it was the biggest comedy check I've ever received. And I paid off my car. Oh, and it was, yeah, nice. You, which is like, Good for you. I was crying my eyes out because I was like, I cannot believe that, that jokes got me this, that I, I now I don't have, cause I have horror, I had horrible credit. And so my car payment for a 2018 Kia Forte. Oh, look at you. Big time. $376 a month. Oh shit. I should have been driving a Mercedes for <laughs> what I'm paying for this Kia. So it was like to have that extra money in my pocket every month. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and to be able to pay that off with money that I made from an album, from it was just, it was like, it was amazing. So Good now you. like, you know, you're seeing like, I, I haven't had a lot of um, reach, I want to say. It hasn't gotten a ton of traction since those first, like, two months. Right. But I did do a show up in Traverse City, Michigan, and these two guys came, and they, like, came up to me after the show, and they were... I don't know if you've ever met somebody who's kind of had, like, a weird... Um, I don't like using the word starstruck, but they feel like... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe you're the person I just saw on stage type of feeling. Yeah, 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 know? yeah. And this guy came up to me, and he was like... Oh my God, I work uh, I work at this uh, graveyard and I work third shift and I'm always listening to comedy. And he goes, and your name popped up on a random comedy playlist I had on Spotify. And then I found you on Spotify and I followed you and, and I saw you were coming to Traverse City, so I had to come. So it was the first time, and it was only two people, but it was the first time that someone just found me out in the internet. Oh, and it nice. they actually came to a show. That was insane. That was like such a feeling of like, Holy shit! Like this is this is not someone who listened to my radio show. This is not someone who's seen me before. Right. Literally, just randomly popped up on their Spotify, and they're like, "I like this chick. I'm gonna follow her. I'm gonna buy tickets." And I was like, Good for "That's you. fucking insane." No, insane. man. It's but insane. maybe it's getting you ready for that those steps. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like is the next step like maybe to go to L. A. or maybe to go to New York or or 
So I don't think I'm ever going to move. And I think the pandemic has kind of showed that you don't have to. That you can kind of, if you do what you're doing and you can curate an audience, you don't need to be in a big city to do that. And then once you have your audience, I can go to L.A. for a month or I can go to New York for three weeks and I can do the spots I want to do. Yes. Because at this point, I have too much invested in the Midwest yeah. with these clubs that I've been building relationships with over the t- last 10 years right. that I'm not going to move to New York to do Start all over. open mics for four comics. I'm just and yeah. I'm not saying I'm above that. No, I, I put in too much work that energy, in the Midwest to do that. That energy. I mean, honestly, I have a lot of energy, obviously, <laughs> but I don't have energy to do that. Right. To, it's to, different. To go back and, like I said, you know, hit so the mic. you're starting and, over. Yeah, and it's like, like I said, you're not above it, but it's like, I can't, I can't do it mm-hmm. like that. Like, I really can't. And I'm not going to live in a city that's so expensive to just leave every weekend. All mm-hmm. my work is here. All yeah. my work is in the 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 middle 30 states. <laughs> you yeah. know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So if I, have, if I have, you know, every other weekend, if I have, you know, 25 weeks of work in the yeah. middle of the country, I'm not paying... I'm not paying $3,000 a month to live in a studio apartment in New York. It just doesn't make sense. But w- but do you kind of like the challenge of, hey, I'm going to go to New York and show them that what I got? Like maybe yes. for a weekend, like go to Caroline's or something like that. Yeah. Or or you know, go to L.A., go to the comedy store. Like you're doing a comedy store with uh, Dan Cummings, right? Yeah, in January. I'm going to yes. go to L.A. for the first time. I've never been to L.A., so I'm going out there for two weeks. And it does kind of feel like that, where I'm hyped up. And I'm like, there okay. There you go. That's what you need, though. I have connections. I have people that I've worked with over the years. That everyone's always like, oh, when you're in town, hit me up. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm calling in those favors. So let's yeah, see what happens. Yeah, then you'll you know? see what, yeah, then is what they're really about. People always say that shit. Oh, and right? then you got there to go, who? Yeah. who? Hey, it's Mary. We worked <laughs> together in 2014. And you said, if I'm ever in LA. New phone, who did? <laughs> right, right, right. I'm fully prepared for yeah. a lot of those. Don't believe me. No, you'll be great. Now, do you want to act, though, eventually? Would you I like don't to? think so. Really? I've never wanted to do anything except stand up. Really? Ever. Like and it's one of those things where if it fell into my lap, I yeah. would take it. Yeah. But I'm I've never pursued it. I don't really have an interest in acting, and I'm not that good at it. I've done a couple okay. sketches and things like that, and I'm just very unnatural in front of a camera in that way. Like I don't know why something happens and I get like weird and I'm like like staring. <laughs> like I can't make it a natural thing. I don't know. It's just weird. But all I've ever wanted to do is stand up. I mean, I guess podcasting. I do radio. You know that kind of stuff. But. Everyone's like, oh, I really want to be a writer. So they do stand-up to try to get better at writing. I've like, all I've ever wanted is stand-up. You say that, but you do an awesome Australian accent. Can you I'm not doing the Australian accent. So bust that bad. out. No, bust it's that so out. Bad. Bust that out with the Royce. Yeah, oh, the right. Oh, yeah. And the LaCroix. Yes, yeah, so there's Aussie mayor here, and I'm sitting down to have a nice steak dinner, and I, <laughs> I love it. I'm going to make some delicious butter rice on the side. And uh, I, I don't drink anymore, so I don't have beer, but I do have LaCroix soda water. And it's just so bad. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's good. I love that. Oh I, I love the, man, like, I. it's weird to say this without sounding, I guess, you know, creepy, but it's like, I was so, like, for the past, it's less than 25 hours, but I was just like, I saw Mary last night. And it made me feel, it made my night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in a, it, it was in a genuine way, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not like, I saw Mary last night. You know what I mean? No, no, I was no, like, no, I, I saw, and I was like, I was just so fucking like, oh, my like God. Like, it's been so long since we've seen each other, so that's why. But <laughs> but can you talk? I'm not doing it again. No, oh. no, 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 no. I was like, don't even no. ask. I'm not doing it. I want to know. Here's what I want. I want to know how many, like, I know you, you probably won't do names, but how many times have comics tried to smash on you? Always. It, always? Ask any female comic. In the day. I'm talking about you, you personally. I, mean, I know female comics, but, like, you know, some comics, some female comics say that, and you go, was he really? Or you just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, right. I think sometimes women sometimes, Say this, and you go, really? He was uh, maybe he's just being nice, but how many times have uh, male comics really like tried to smash, smash? It's it's really all the time, and it's honestly, I, I was saying this to you last night that it's gotten um, less the more serious. I think people are seeing me take my career. That yeah. happens a lot more for me, and I am only speaking for me. I'm not speaking for all comics. I'm not being a voice for females right now. Yeah, in my experiences. Um, when I was kind of at that like open mic showcasing yeah, stage, yeah, 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 yeah. that's when it was like, oh, she's probably not going to be doing comedy in six months anyway. <laughs> Let's try to fuck. You know what I mean? At least that's what I think it is. Like, yeah. You know what? No offense, but I think yeah, that's what it is. I kind of get that. I can, hey, look, you ain't going to be doing comedy. Well, right. Well, you come on, you just hook up a little bit. Come on, right. Can, but you know what's funny? I've never really, at least maybe I'm wrong, because I don't think, I don't think I, that night, I don't think I tried to. I think we're just, hey, good, good set, whatever, but at least I don't think. No. So I've always been like very cognizant of that i always like you know what 
There's people in the audience that, I, you know, maybe I could, you know, hit on whatever because I'll never see them again or I'll ghost it's them. It's a coworker type of thing where I'm yeah. like, oh, we're going to run into each other again and it's going to be weird. Yeah, I, but, but, I, but I didn't want to, somebody like, oh, God, I'm working, with, I'm, I'm working with BT and I don't want, you know, I, I've always been like that. Like, yeah. uh, I don't want that to be, I don't want them like, oh, God, I'm working with BT. Yeah. I need security. You know, yeah. I don't, don't want to be like that. I don't be like, hey, you're good. Go do your thing, girl. And, blah, and blah, blah. honestly, since, since the whole Me Too movement, it's gotten a lot better where I think men are finally like, Oh, there are repercussions if I act like an asshole. You know what I mean? So it, it I think that is definitely, well, it, again, in my experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like guys have been more reserved in that way where they're yeah. not so forward. And some dudes are just assholes and they're just going to come at you that way no matter what. Um, but that's just my experience. You have so. any big name comics come on you like that? I don't think so. I feel like I would remember. <laughs> I feel yeah. like a name would have popped yeah, in my head, I know. but no, I, I, not really. Me, I want names, but uh, no, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have any for you. Man, can, can you can, can you tell that story last night about the? Uh, <laughs> no, it's on my album. You can oh my god, I want that story <laughs> so bad. You told me the, the gaslighting story. Oh yeah. my god. I think it's uh, I don't know what track number it is. Probably around twelve on yeah. Hillbilly Bougie. If you want to check that out, Man. anywhere you get comedy. <laughs> I, I fucking love it. I mean, honestly, when you talked about, because I remember specifically when your dad passed, I, you know, something you don't know what to say. And I was like, fuck. And, I, you know, I, I hit you up on a direct message. I remember that. But, I, you know, I knew you probably going through some shit. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't tripping that you didn't, you know, respond back. And then so when I told you last night, I was like, ah, I was like, I want to say, how you doing because of that? And I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say. And then you went on stage and, like, a true fucking comic. People don't understand this. Like a true fucking comic, you take the pain of losing your dad and you talked about it on stage, but in a funny way that wasn't uncomfortable, that was fucking funny, no soapbox, just, and I was like, and that's when I went, God, I go, this is a fucking comic. I remember going, this is a fucking comic right here. I mean, I've always, don't get me wrong, I thought I knew you were funny, this and that, but when you did that and that was deep shit, mm -hmm. but you made it funny, I was like. This motherfucker here is a <laughs> fucking comic. I did. I go that just a fucking comic right Thank there. Thank you. I did. Because I, I remember I said, "Dude, I want you." I said, "Do five minutes." God damn it. Do well, five I minutes. I wasn't gonna get up. I know I you like, weren't. But I, I, I just got off stage. I go and do fucking else. five minutes. You go okay. I do five. You do, you do five. So good. And when you did that, I go. I, I did. I go motherfucker. Thank I you. said that's when I go. Yeah, I gotta come hard with some shit, but it's gotta be funny. But when you did that, I go motherfucker. Thank you, man. You are seriously. We talked about it. You know. With no, not naming names and, and not being, and not dissing people, but there's people that are, you know, big name comics, you go, ah, uh, how do they, you know I mean? I mean, good for them, but, but when I saw you last night, I was like, man, seriously? Yeah, I think your time is going to be where you, you're, even though you you don't want to be that big, I, I think it, it can be oh that for you. Oh, my God, thank you. That I'm, means a lot. No, I, like, I, I mean that. When I, I hear other comics say that, it, it means more to me than anything because it's like people who understand the business and have done it Fuck. and been there themselves. Because yeah. you got it all. It's the biggest compliment in the world when when your coworkers think highly of you because and you, other comics. you've got it all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, if, but I'm not, you know me. I'm not. I'm not You're not a bullshitter. Yeah. I didn't know that. So. I'm, not, I'm not gassing you up for no reason. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fucking truth. I mean, your personality is, is on point. And you know, sometimes, don't get me wrong, some comics are like, real reserved. Hey, want to do a podcast? No, BT. I'm going to be in my room writing. All right, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, what you see is what you get. Yeah. And it, it's fun and you're, you're clear. Like I said, you're, you're done with the bullshit and you're clear. You know, you got the alcohol out of your life, you got a good relationship, and you're in a good space, and it's just fucking good comedy where it's just like you're in the clear, and it's it's beautiful to <laughs> Thank watch. You. What Thank you, you do much. is fucking beautiful. So Thank I wish you. you nothing but the best. Mary, oh, 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 don't say that. It's Indiana. The <laughs> cops, like the, like the cops will be here in about five minutes, yeah, and I'll right? be taking, I'll be taking. Like, yes, officer, this guy right Sir, here. I feel threatened. <laughs> I feel threatened. No, no. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. They will pick me off like that. You'll see a red dot in my forehead. I told you, Mary. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Tales from a Sagittarius. Yeah. That's my picture right there. <laughs> you take over for me. Even why, why I go, well, that's what happened to BT. Just put my face yeah. over your body. That's all you got to do. Just Photoshop it. It'll be fine. She's Mary Santora. Okay. Man, she's a great comic, and she's also my friend. If you guys get a chance, check her out on her Instagram, which is Mary Centaur Comedy. Mm -hmm. Where else can I... Uh, uh, Twitter is Mary underscore Santora. All my tour dates go up on MarySantora.com. And then if you're into podcasts and radio, check out The Alan Cox Show on 100.7. 
My God, Mary, thank you so much for thank stopping you. by. I mean Thanks that. For having me. Oh my God, seeing you last night was like just seeing like somebody you needed to see, and it just it warmed my heart, and Thanks. it still does. I mean that, yeah. mean that so much, guys. Thank you for watching as always on Tales from a Gemini. I appreciate you guys for watching and subscribing and all that. Thank you so much. And like I say about this time, you know, you know the word, pay.